Hey, Black Party listeners, today we have a special episode on Olympus Dow. Olympus Dow is the original Dow that started the staking frenzy amongst crypto users. Some of these Dows are offering over 100% APY just for staking the token. We go into what Olympus Dow is, what it does, and what it hopes to accomplish. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Block Party is a tech culture podcast. We do tech for the people. We cover topics ranging from cryptocurrencies, blockchain, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, and more. Our guests include entrepreneurs, creatives, and influencers. Block Party takes a unique view of tech through the lens of the people living it. Block Party is tech culture. listeners so we're you know chris we we wanted to, i really want to talk about olympus dow and i really wanted to know my stuff before we got on this you know this podcast today to talk about it but mm-hmm. you know you brought it to my attention that there's just so much to know that we can make a multi-part series uh regarding olympus dow and i think that's the best way to approach this just because there is so much to know and maybe our audience doesn't even know a fraction of what we know Maybe they know more, you know, but um, right now, um, just DAOs in general or financial DAOs in general are relatively new to the crypto space. So we're just releasing content relating to, you know, DAOs and specifically Olympus DAO, because I feel like Olympus DAO is that foundational DAO that everyone's forking from, that everyone's basing their code base off and, you know, just uh, deviating from it in some capacity. But Olympus DAO is that foundational financial DAO. And we did speak about it on a previous podcast, but. I kind of want to go into a little bit more. Yeah, we 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 definitely we we definitely talked about this on the decentralized autonomous organization episode that we were doing, and I mean this is part of a growing episode or a growing series right now of topics that we're that we're um talking about that are growing in this space more recently than they've ever been before. Um, but there's like you said, there are so many things that come to Olympus DAO and what it does and how it does and. I'm not the most versed person on Olympus Dow. I know some things about it, but that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you about it because you're the one who actually brought it to my attention. And I, I think it's really important for our audience to understand what is Olympus Dow and why is it so important? So where do you think we should start first? That's a good question. So, and, and just for the audience listening, I'm, I'm not an economist or a mathematician, so I'm not, you know, the end all be all resource for this. In fact, I, I'm, I'm a starting resource, if anything. So once you, know, once you go down this rabbit hole of financial DAOs, you're, you're just going to find yourself more and more interested in it. Like, what is this? And um, I basically came to the conclusion that it's just magic internet money. And <laughs> it, it, it really is. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. The, so the, the guy who created Olympus DAO, his name is Zeus on Twitter. And he's an anon. Anon? anon anonymous. 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 He's an anonymous person. He's definitely smart because this fact, this app um, is, you know, quite amazing. 
right? So where can we start? Olympus DAO, right? Like what 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 is it, right? Yeah, let's um, start there first. What is, what is it Olympus DAO? Yeah, what does it do? What 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 does it do, right? So it 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 it's meant to act as a stable coin, right? Similar to a reserve currency, and we'll we'll explain what a reserve currency is later. But um, but you can earn really high API APY yields, right? So you know people. Uh, when they heard like 100%, 200%, they were like, wow, that's amazing. Um, Olympus Dow, you can earn potentially 8,000% as of now, right? There was, a, there was a bit of a crash in the market recently. So I think it's somewhere around 7,000%. Still ridiculous, right? But just a very high APY yield. So obviously when someone sees that, initially when I first saw it, I was like, this is a scam. This is a rug pull. Um, or, you know, you also get interested. You're like, why is the APY so high, you know? But um, besides that, it's uh it's actually backed by an underlying asset and it, i think there's a basket of assets it's backed by but one ohm or ohm which is the uh native currency for the olympus dow is backed by one die mm -hmm. right Th as far as i know yes and yes maybe, potentially some other assets as well um it's also a dow right like we discussed on the previous podcast so the decisions on the project are made super well you know as quick as they can be and and it's cheap to make it right so obviously off the jump, there's already some dissimilarities between uh, this and the USD as a reserve currency, right? It's, uh, it's actually backed by something for one. And, um, you know, they could re we can reach decisions as a group much faster if you own dot, if you own own, right? So yeah. how, how can you reach decisions? Well, if you own a certain amount of ohm, you, you essentially own governance in the protocol. Right, so you're you're part of that decentralized autonomous organization, and and guys, if if you guys don't know what a decentralized autonomous organization is or how it works, um, it's basically, um, it's basically sans humans, or it, it, there's no human input in the decisions made. So there's no litigation or politics. That's so typical of organizations today. It's basically run by code, and if you want, you know, if you want. To learn more about it, you could just listen to our previous podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we always recommend going back and listening to the stuff that we've done. But I'd like to actually start on a facet that you actually mentioned earlier when you were talking about what Olympus, what the function of Olympus DAO is supposed to be. Uh, what do you mean by stablecoin? And more importantly, because from what I understand, like we have uh, stablecoins like Tether, USDC. Uh, these all act as coins that are pegged to the single dollar of fiat currency of usd but from my understanding and from my own preliminary research before we actually went on to this episode it's supposed to also function something dissimilar to a stable coin so what is the function of olympus now well uh i guess i guess we'd have to like go back right mm -hmm. um to what what money is exactly right Copy. so yeah it, in order for something to act as a reserve currency, it has to have some sort of value, right? And typically reserve currencies are held by, you know, centralized banks, um, you know, to, to essentially conduct transactions or, or to, to, to facilitate commerce, right? Yes. Um, you don't, w without, without a reserve currency, you know, you, we're, we're, what would our currency, what, what would our current currency be backed by, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I just got a call from Brian. Hold on. Let okay. me just text him real quick. Yeah, yeah. But um, basically, we have to understand what money is, right? And a stable coin is essentially just pegged 
to the USD. So one USDT is one USDC. Um, but money is just something that we agree on, right? That it has value. And, and this is just so we can use it to transfer value. So, you know, I want an iPhone or I want a MacBook. Then, you know, I have a set amount of $10. Me and you both agree that $10 is $10. And, you know, it's not worth the price or it is worth the price of whatever it is I'm bartering for, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just recently that we have U.S. dollars as a, as a form of currency, right? But, you know, we could go back in time. We had gold, banknotes, metals, seashells, you know. Yeah, jewels, what, furs, like whatever was rare and could be, you know, um, categorically categorized i'm sorry categorized as something that's rare that could be exchanged for something else of value something that held it had had some staying power some some value power or yeah value staying power i guess um you know and you previously it was the usd was backed by gold right yeah um now now it's backed by nothing except the u.s government's promise that it is worth something right yeah and this is true i'm not making this up so the U.S. government is essentially promising that the dollar is worth what it says it's worth. So it's like a, uh, what is it called? A promissory note from the government that if they're good they for have, it, they're good for it. So they have the means to convert every dollar in circulation, which is something atrocious right now. Couple, couple, every, couple, couple trillion, give or take. I, I want to say couple. I wouldn't even say couple. I would say like. Tens, maybe we're, we might be in the eight trillion. I don't even know what we're at. Like realistically, it's just absurd right now. So, but they can convert every dollar in circulation into real wealth. Mm -hmm. I don't whatever that whatever that means in some way. So, you know, if this sounds like a <laughs> this sounds like a lie to you, or this sounds risky, then um, you're not alone because this is the reason Olympus Dow was created, right? So where so, does where does Olympus Dow come into the whole ecosystem of cryptocurrency? Because obviously cryptocurrency was developed in in kind of uh I wanna what's the right word? In in lieu of the risks posed by the growing financial instability that's coming from mass so that, printing of money. So, so yeah, let's go let's go back to the stable coins that you mentioned. Basically, um you know, sta stable coins are connected to fiat currencies, right? But we, we, we still use them in cryptocurrencies. Like, let's say we want to hedge against, you know, Ethereum or, or Bitcoin going down, like recently it crashed. I bet you a ton of people traded their Bitcoins and their Ethereums, Ethereums for USDT or USDC, right? Mm -hmm. Because they were like, oh, oh, the value is going down. So currently, cryptocurrencies are dependent on fiat currencies in some capacity or, or, or a bit large capacity, right? So we don't want this. If we have a totally new financial system or we have, you know, lending protocols, borrowing protocols, we have, you know, um, liquidity pools, staking, like all, the, all these manners and mechanisms to make money and send money and store money and, you know, borrow money. Like we have a robust decentralized financial institution. Why would we still use or why would, why would we still peg our cryptocurrencies to a fiat reserve system, right? Mm. So it basically addresses the concerns of stable coins uh, moving, moving forward, right? So we would pe uh, pegging an altcoin to a stable coin rather than an inherently valuable cryptocurrency, right? So um, again, going back to how Olympus DAO is uh, funded, or I guess how the underlying assets are, you know, um, valuated, uh, it, it, every single ohm is backed by an underlying asset. And that could be either an Ethereum, 
uh, I believe a frax. I'm, I'm not too sure what a frax is. I, I definitely got to do more research or a die, right? Yeah. And that's what it means by a basket of assets. But um, the being backed and being pegged are different, right? So yeah, what like is the difference there? Because I had a, I had a, I had a fundamental misunderstanding. My my understanding is is that pegging is saying this thing is worth one USDT. It's it's or it's worth the pair. We're we're making a peg. We're pegging the pair together, right? Like it has X amount of value, and that's where the value from. But what is the difference there with backing? Well, right. Remember when I was saying the the US dollar used to be backed by gold? That means. At any given time, you could take your U.S. dollar, take it to the government or bank or whatever, mm-hmm. and they would give you the underlying equivalent of gold in exchange for that USD, right? Yeah. That's no longer the case. So right now, you could exchange one ohm for exactly one die, right? That's the underlying assets. And it's backed. So that's, it's always going to be that amount or more or premium depending on the market, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it's never going to fall below that one die, right? Being pegged means it, it, it's equivalent, but it could fall below that amount, right? So it's definitely, um, uh, well, this is how Ohm explains it, right? Yeah. Um, each, each Ohm is backed by one die, um, not pegged to it, right? So they say the treasury backs every Ohm with at least but would buy back and burn on when it trades below. I'm sorry. Buy. Could you could you could you repeat that again? Uh, I apologize. It seemed like you cut out there for a second. You said it was backed by what? By one die, and one die for um, our audience listening is a is a stable coin. It's a it's a type of currency. It's actually really, a really well done stable coin. So there's a whole there's a plethora of different stable coins, but die is like one of the better ones. And we can have so, a whole different episode about stable coins i i know that yeah. for a fact there are so a many different ones yeah a, a lot of people think stable coins are you know like pretty boring you know but because there's no price fluctuations or volatility but the tech behind stable coins are, is pretty cool as well so the protocol if it ever falls if ohm ever falls below one die the protocol just buys back an ohm and burns it that means okay. it gets rid of it. It, it it takes it out of circulation similar to how if usd was actually uh paper money you know it wasn't digital because a lot of people think that the Fed is actually printing money. It's not actually printing money. Um, if, you, if you burn a dollar, you would essentially take it out of circulation, right? You'd burn it out of circulation. Yeah. So the, the existing dollars in circulation are now worth more simply by that act. So similar, except different, right? Um, so this would push the ohm price back up to one die. Ohm could always trade above one die because there's no upper limit imposed by the protocol. So if we were to think about it in terms of math, uh, pegged is equal to one, while backed is greater than or equal to one, which is okay. which is pretty cool. So there's there's a f- intrinsic floor price to ohm, and this is where you know the magic happens, right? You're you're there, Olympus DAO is essentially creating a treasury of assets or a reserve currency that everything would be backed by on this. Uh, on this crypto financial system. So, so, so that it's actually replacing the Federal Reserve essentially. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask. If, if is that what Olympus Dow is serving? Is that the problem that they're fixing right now? That there's no, yes. there's no reserve in crypto right now. Well, that as well as, as well as the the initial DeFi 1.0. So DeFi 1.0 had the whole, you know, liquidity pools where liquidity in the marketplace was provided 
by users, right? So if you had 100 Ethereums, Ethereums, and you had 100 USDC, you would put it into the market as a pair, and then you would provide liquidity to the market. And in return, you would receive a percentage off the transactions, right? Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense to yes. you, uh, you know, I hope, yeah. So, and I hope it makes sense to our audience. But basically, you're providing, how can I say this? How can I say it so that um, it's really simple to understand? Um, if, there's, if there's only $10 uh, in a game, uh, those dollars are worth a lot more. And anytime you buy or sell that dollar or you, t- you, t- you, know, you use it for the game, it's volatile. The, mm-hmm. the market's much more volatile for that reason, right? So if there's a lot more dollars in the game or a lot more, you know, like smaller actions can't, you know, can't necessarily affect the market in a drastic manner, right? So that, that's why you want liquidity. You want more dollars in a protocol because, you know, if you buy or sell something, it's not going to create such a huge spike, right, yeah. in, in uh, volatility. So that's why you want liquidity. You want more dollars in, a, in any type of system. The issue was that at any given time, the users who were providing the liquidity could take it out, right? Yeah. So this could cause spikes by itself. And I think the, the biggest thing that Olympus DAO solves, in my opinion, is that it provides protocol-owned protocol liquidity, which means effectively that Olympus DAO is essentially buying its own liquidity from, the, from its users. Now, So how does that work? A, yeah, so th- this is where... This is where it actually gets a little bit complicated, but there's staking and then there's bonding in the Olympus DAO uh, protocol. And both of these allow for Olympus to buy back its own, its own liquidity, and then it can use that new liquidity under its protocol. So it doesn't need users to provide the liquidity. Once it's up and running, that liquidity is owned by the protocol, which is great because yeah. now you have, you have something that provides liquidity without well, essentially human, you know, uh, emotional input, right? Yeah. Um, and this is directly from their fact. At a high level, Olympus DAO consists of protocols, it, of its protocol-managed treasury, right? So the treasury, it's, it's total assets under management, protocol-owned liquidity, or what they call POL, bond mechanism, and staking rewards that are designed to control supply expansion. So all those four that I just mentioned all work together kind of like factors in a game. And they have a whole section on game theory, which I found fascinating. There's, so, there's actually a lot. So I think we should touch line, on that. I think we should touch on that right now, yeah. just because we, in order to understand how uh, Olympus DAO works, we also need to understand that it's, I believe you described it, it's a lot more than just uh, a reserve currency. It's also like a social, it's social implementation of gamification and game theory. Right. Uh, and and exactly. I, I, I understood a part of it, but... In order to understand Olympus DAO, I think it's also very important to understand Olympus game theory. So do you mind expanding on the game theory and, and be as detailed or as brief as possible? Um, sure. I actually, and, and before, before you know, I leave, how does it work? Basically, bonds, bond sales, I'm sorry. Yeah, bond yeah. sales generate profit for the protocol, right? So every time they sell bonds, uh, that, that's pure profit for the protocol. And then the treasury uses that profit to mint OHM, right? Mm-hmm. So it mints the tokens and then it distributes them to stakers. So people like me and you who want to get involved, we want to stake OM, right? 
it distributes it to it distributes it to us. Now with the liquidity bonds, the protocol is able to accumulate its own liquidity. So that's how it's able to buy back its liquidity. Hmm. And um, you know, they have a whole entry on POL, which is a pool of liquidity, right? Or I'm sorry, pool on protocol on liquidity. And there's actually a cool game uh game theory standpoint which we'll go into like how they do this like there's a plus two for staking, plus one for bonding, and a minus two for for selling. There's like a cool, cool little chart that they have on their on their frequently asked questions. But if we were um, to basically break it down, uh, the game theory part of this of is theory. is is if if I'm understanding this correctly, there is an inherent value in you participating in the Olympus ecosystem, not only because it makes you uh it, it it emboldens your position, but it also emboldens other people who are also participating in it. Whereas removing yourself from the ecosystem socially and, and I guess economically harms uh, the person who also who next in, who next invests in stakes as well. So exactly, okay. exactly. So directly from directly from their fact, game theory is essentially the study of strategic interdependence, which is nicely worded. Uh, you know what you just said, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 the 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 working theory is that. Depending on your situation in life, the best response depends on what other people do in that situation. So if I stake, your best, uh, your best course of action is to stake as well, mm -hmm. right? If I sell, um, that's, a negative, that's negative for me, and it's negative for you as well. So we're working under the assumption that people will do the right thing, right? And that that type of interdependence contributes to the game theory that that Olympus Dow uses. So in my opinion, it's not only a financial reserve protocol or decentralized reserve protocol, it's also a social experiment, in my opinion, which so, is definitely, you know, the case. So can, so can strategic I... Situ yeah, yeah. And, and basically it's interesting because we can get, we can, we can get multiple outcomes. That's the whole point of this. We can get multiple outcomes, but, you know, some are suboptimal and some are optimal. And we want to optimize those results. And and the Olympus DAO is doing everything uh, that it can under its protocol or reactionary protocol to essentially optimize so that people want to stake, people want to um, buy bonds, right? And then people yeah. want to stay inside the, the or use uh, OM as a reserve currency. And, and I, I, I highly suggest for all our audience members to go check out their page to play around with the application, to like look into what a lot of these things are yourself they have a lot of great charts and one one thing that you actually brought up right now which is the variance of different options that could potentially occur from people's decisions um so if i'm understanding this correctly uh the entire uh dow olympus dow will ultimately function to a point where there'll be enough reserve currency that it'll be able to outpace the influx of available liquidity that's provided by the users right or will there be a situation where uh the actual liquidity provided from um from olympus dow be more than the liquidity put in by the users um sorry you you got to repeat that man i actually like if you if you could simplify the question oh okay so yeah. so uh, i remember all right so the liquidity provided by the people who invest into Olympus Dow. Right. After a certain amount of time, Olympus Dow itself 
will be able to provide its own liquidity, correct? Yeah, protocol own liquidity, exactly. Yes. So I'm thinking about this from the social gamification point. Obviously, as more people, I'm pretty sure there'll be a good ratio between the amount of protocol owned liquidity and uh, the investment liquidity that's provided by people outside of the ecosystem. But let's say no new, no new liquidity comes into Olympus DAO. Let's say there's just no new liquidity. Can there ever become a point where is this? Is there an option or one of the potential options that could occur that? there could be more protocol-owned liquidity than uh, investment liquidity in the decentralized autonomous organization. Well, basically, I think what you're, what you're asking is, is kind of like a, uh, if there's a bank run. And yeah. they, they, actually, they actually answer uh, that on their, 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 on their FAQ as well. But, uh, man, so n no, because there is actually a risk-free value on their mm -hmm. treasury right okay so there, there's a treasury amount that you're talking about which is like well, what's the what's the actual treasury and we, this goes back to this goes back to because they they sold right they, they made a profit for every own sold or yeah. every bond sold sorry so there's a basket of assets underlying uh the own protocol so even if everyone were to sell there would still be a risk-free value treasury right and th you could actually see what the risk-free value of treasury assets is today on their app. So the total value deposited in Ohm is somewhere around $2.6 billion. And the risk-free value of treasury assets is sitting at $188 million, right? Hmm. So it, it's not that, like, if everyone started to sell their Ohm, they would, like, each individual Ohm would still have a, uh, a value behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. And current currently in, in the circulating supply of ohm is around five, uh, five point six million ohm in circulation. So just do the math, right? If there's five point six million uh, circulating uh, supply and there's one hundred eighty-eight million uh, in risk-free value assets, like that's how that, that's exactly how much it would be worth per ohm, right? Um, and they also answer like what would happen in a bank run. There's a lot. There's a bit of a math to it, right? Mm -hmm. But Essentially, um, fractional reserve banking, right, which is what we have currently, uh, works because depositors don't withdraw their funds all at once. So a depositor's faith in the banking system rests. So how can I, how can I make this like simple? If everyone were to take out their, like your bank doesn't not, does not have your money at all times. If that, I know this might scare some people, but uh, the they truth use is, your money. They use your money. They use your money. They, 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 if you put, if for instance, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account and you were to try to take it out suddenly, your bank would ask why. And the reason is because your bank might not have that liquidity. In fact, most banks in the United States don't have that type of liquidity. They might have like one or 2% of cash on their balance sheets, which should scare you, right? Yeah. Some better banks in the world, right? In like Singapore, Germany, uh, Switzerland, they might have up to like 30 cents on the dollar uh, in terms of liquidity in their, in their, on their balance sheets. So... This is definitely like, you know, something that's important, right? It, and people are like, oh, they don't have all, no bank has all the money, you know, in, on, on their balance sheets. Like that, that you know, that money has better things to do besides sit in a bank account, right? That, that, that you know, that's where the they have operations. They have operations to run. They, they can use yeah. money to make more money. And that's why there's you, interest and, and on you your accounts. 
that's why there's you know that's why you're getting an eight thousand percent apy which is a lot the, the reason a lot of people get interested they, they want to hear about the apy yes so olympus dow in theory could earn you eight thousand percent apy which is uh you know a significant percentage <laughs> yield um for most people now what's APY the caveat is variable apy is variable it doesn't okay. necessarily so eight thousand percent guys eight thousand percent apy is 80 80x right so if you were to put a a thousand everyone has a thousand well, not everyone let, let me let me relax you know we're, we're like not everyone has a thousand dollars but let's say you had ten dollars right and you put it into the protocol right to be really at the end of the year you had you would have eight hundred dollars which is a lot that's a significant amount so that's literally you, you put, put lunch money in you put in your lunch money yeah. for the day and then came back a year later you would exactly. have you know uh, just, in, just follow the zeros it's it's a lot of money you know like if you put a thousand dollars you would have eighty thousand dollars if you put in ten thousand you would have eight hundred thousand now there's a rebase um you know after uh after i believe after t so there's a nice little chart that details the per the apy yields um after a certain amount of ohm is in circulation but i believe once it's past 10 million in circulation so we're at, we're currently at let me see this. Uh, we're currently at 5.6 million circulation, so we're halfway there. Essentially, mm -hmm. once it hits that 10 million, 10 million ohm in circula circulating supply mark, it the APY varies between 500% to 1,000%. Currently, we vary between 1,000 to 10,000%, right? Yeah. That's why we're sitting roughly at uh, $7,000 $7, right now. Um, it, it, so, you know, it's, uh, it's possible, but since, um, since ohm is backed, um, by a treasury of assets, a bank run is theoretically pl plausible, yes, but it wouldn't fall um, underneath that price, right? So currently, one ohm is worth, with the val total value deposited, one ohm is worth five hundred thirty-one dollars, for example. So it's, it's substantially, you know, more than the risk-free value of the treasury assets. But um, you know. You, you wouldn't lose your, you wouldn't you know you wouldn't lose your shirt you wouldn't lose everything if if you know everyone sold everyone unstaked at the same time if yeah. that makes sense so i mean um, yeah there's some question kind of yeah no it 100 does and like you said previously uh there the protocol is optimized to provide the best possible outcomes for the most amount of people who are invested in the ecosystem so I, exactly, I was just, exactly. I was wondering about this. So this is just one potential outcome of multiple potential outcomes that are being considered by a highly complex algorithmic uh, protocol that's really well designed. Actually, speaking on yeah, Zeus. speaking, shout yeah. So Zeus. shout out Zeus. So um, I was about Twitter, to speak what, on that. I, I really actually name, wanted what's to. What's his name on Twitter? I'm about to I'm about to put him on. Hold on. If anyone wants to um, follow this guy, his name is Zeus on Twitter. Zeus Omega. Ohm Zeus. So his name is at Ohm Zeus. At O-H-M-Z-E-U-S. So and, I want to um, ask you, I want to ask you actually uh, uh, to segue on this point. So, I mean, intelligent people are designing this team. Uh, I mean, designing this uh, protocol. Uh, and obviously they're working on other things. But how do you feel about... How do you feel about the anonymity of Zeus and the development team behind something that's managing billions of dollars? Like, what is your, how do you personally think, feel about I that, think Zeus? it's the way. I think it is the way. We don't, we don't need uh, CEOs and we don't need, you know, um, you know, he, he, has a, he has some stuff to say about this, right, on his Twitter. Yeah. If you guys follow it. But um, the protocol and DAOs run without, there, there's no need for, you know, um, 
named Face. named like individuals to be executives, able to learn. right there's no yeah. need there's no need there's no need for named executives um he created the protocol for exactly this reason he's anonymous for this reason right and it's not like he has no say in what goes on in the protocol right he, he's part of the dao right we're all part of the dao if we own you know if we own ohm we get to we get to decide what happens to the future of the project right so the, That's the I, beauty I, of the dao I, I, and so I've been wrestling between these ideas because I, I hear a lot of people don't like the anonymity of certain projects. So like not just this project, but like there are a thousand rug pulls out there. And I'm not saying Olympus Dow is a rug pull. This is very well designed, but there are thousands of rug pulls out there with faceless, faceless developers that go and, and just pull the, pull the wool over people's eyes and then run off with their cash. But then I also fell back on the idea that we trust inherently this entire system that was developed by an anonymous man by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. So right. it's just really interesting right. to, 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 to think about this. And moving on before we end up end on this uh end this episode of the podcast, uh I also know that Zeus is working on a separate uh a separate uh similar functioning uh reserve currency on the AVAX network by uh, the name of Wonderland, and you're the one who actually brought this to my attention. And when I looked at it, I, it looked a little too good to be true. Obviously, the entry point to get into it is way higher than it is to get into uh, well, Olympus well, you mean, Dow. You mean owning a full? You mean owning a full uh, time token? Right? Yeah, token. So you don't need to own a full time token, but um, I, I understand if you're one, you know, if you're a one piecer, like you, you want to own a full time. Yeah. The current right. The current. What what is the current? It's price like five thousand nine hundred dollars or something like that. And, that, and that's what the recent dip, right? Yeah, which is so, incredibly higher than what Olympus is. Uh, oh, current. All right, so the currently the price of a of one time token on the Wonderland protocol, which is hosted on uh, the AVAX network, is five thousand five hundred and seventy eight dollars and forty three cents, with a current APY point. of seventy four thousand two hundred and nine percent. And 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 the price, the initial price. Um, because th this is a relatively re so this is a fork of Olympus Dow, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, the the initial starting price was around a thousand dollars already, and I think the tokenomics just has to do with the the circulating supply. So there's much less time in circulation than there is um, Ohm, right? There's like sixty thousand uh, time or Wonderland tokens in circulation, and Ohm has one point six billion. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 1.6 million uh, tokens in circulations. Yeah. In circulation. So the, their price is going to be, you know, a lot, a lot uh, lower, even with a higher market cap, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, the, pri the price is high, right? The initial, the, the sticker price is high, but you can buy, right, you could buy like point, you know, zero one uh, piece of uh, time, just like you could buy point zero one ETH, right? So... Yeah. Don't let the initial um, sticker price fool you, right? You can still get crazy returns on a project just because, remember, right, guys, like if just because a token price is cheap and you can buy whole tokens doesn't mean anything, right? You're looking at, you're not looking at the price, you're looking at the ROI. So it's like really important to, to, I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at their calculator right now that's provided by their own application and I did just the number for 0 0.1 time uh which is 557 or $557 if you your APY over the course of 30 days your potential return is $960 so that's, that's 
30 days for in 30 days in 30 days now if you were to raise that same thing of 557 dollars to 365 days your return is 413,414 dollars off of 500 dollars and that's assuming the the current apy at holds thousand percent yeah yeah holds right so so just like um initially olympus dow's apy was super high it was like i think it was at like twenty thousand percent those high apys are only there for a small amount of time uh, a shorter period right and then um the apy goes down and as the apy goes down the the time under apy is is a lot longer right yeah so at twenty thousand percent it might only be stable for or it might only have that apy for two months and then let's say it halves right so it's at ten thousand percent now it might it might that have that ten thousand percent um apy for four months but it's not even the time it has to do with how many people invest into the project right because because as we can see as more ohm tokens get minted similar to how as more time tokens get minted in the total circulating supply mm -hmm. the apy falls dramatically and it falls into different thresholds of orders of magnitude lower so from 10,000 to 20,000 percent suddenly to a thousand to ten thousand percent then it's 500 to a thousand percent right so that apy falls the more people get involved right so <coughs> excuse me as the apy goes goes uh down the volatility also decreases for the asset though so there's and it's also much more safer um there's more assets uh there's more risk-free value of treasury assets it's just like it's it it's a better reserve protocol right like yeah in all things considered maybe the apy isn't as high but you know it functions its function is is more actualized compared to the return on invest they're not really concerned about the return on investment they're more concerned about having a functioning product which yeah, that's, ultimately that's serves effect that's a natural effect or byproduct of, of, of creating what they're creating but um i do think that i do think that a uh, hundred percent apy for a lot of people for 90 percent of people is still you know crazy it's it's an absurd amount but we are in crypto these numbers are not these these are just ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous numbers and this is why you know this is why people click on these um on these videos click on these links you know like if you were to send any type of apy like 7000 or forget 74000 forget time you know 74000% is you know if you were to send this to someone in tradfi or traditional finance they would immediately assume that you're trying to rug pull them or you're a scammer <laughs> or you're some sort of con artist or you're a fraud and and it, it would appear that way right there's a and i'm not saying there's not a lot of yield farming projects and you know scam projects in crypto there's tons of them right but olympus dow does not seem like that to me yeah um well thank thank you once again z for taking the time and obviously i want to dive deeper into what is actually going on underneath the hood but this was a great yeah. cursory organ uh, overview of it um, guys and definitely we like like i don't know shit the real talk like i don't know shit so i really want you guys to like go on youtube go on the internet go on their go on their website first of all because that's really where all of the information is contained and there's a it, it's you know it's beautifully beautifully done like it, you know they have like a little git book um that they, they answer all the questions about using the website about staking tokens bonding they have some new stuff too that i i haven't even gotten into called only zaps um basically allows you to exchange any assets into SOHM or a bond in a single operation. Um, I think they had something new too that they were, they were, they were introducing, which is really cool. A Proteus, um, 
I believe it's called Proteus, which is like a protocol that they're implementing how to participate in Proteus. Um, they have a govern governance OHM coming out. So it means on-chain governance is right around the corner. I actually encourage you guys to follow Zeus, if anything, and, and watch videos by the founders. So the founder of Time, remember, guys, Wonderland and Time is a direct fork. I'm sorry, it's a fork on the AVAX network of Olympus DAO. Um, definitely ch check all their resources out. Mm -hmm. I do think that DAOs in general are going to have a huge, huge year in 2022. Um, I think it's, you know, like the metaverse, gaming, DAOs. These are going to be big, big topics in 2022. And so, we'll continue to cover them. So thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. See you guys. Thank you guys for listening. And this was the Olympus DAO episode of Block Party. This episode was brought to you by me, Chris Wong, and my co-host, Zalard Gabor. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at It's Me Chris Wong and at Z Trapamoto. If you like this episode, share it with your friends and give us a thumbs up and good rating wherever you listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If there's any news that you'd like us to check out, please let us know, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thank you.